What's up, podcast people? It's your boy, Pro Benchwarmer. Welcome back to the Duelist Inner Monologue. I had a whole different podcast planned for you guys. I had all the notes written down and everything, but I had to save that for next week because the ban list dropped yesterday. Just random. Felt like an emergency ban list, the way it just dropped without any warning and nothing like that. And it was a critical ban list. It is really good. And we're going to discuss it today. We're going to talk about the skills first and then the cards that moved around on the Forbidden Limited list. I'm going to talk about the winners and the losers of the ban list going further. And we're going to get just straight into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the number one skill that got nerfed to the ground. It got nerfed before and now it is almost unusable is beatdown beatdown has been changed to be only used once per duel now the way you got nerfed the first time is that beatdown used to boost every monster on the field but then it got changed to just the level fives and higher because well clearly they're the ones who were required in order for the skill to work so those are the only ones that are going to get the boost made sense but now with dex being able to put multiple level five or higher monsters on the field a lot of people were feeling like beatdown needed another nerf there's no reason to play ties that bind over beatdown to be completely honest unless your deck is not summoning a ton of level fives on level five or higher onto the field okay maybe like 6am playing tie that binds that makes a lot more sense than beatdown but it just doesn't i don't like it's not usable anymore to be completely honest if you're not gonna otk your opponent the turn you activate beatdown you're done for you lost the the, the skill in fact i say the same thing about hatred nade now that it's at two if you're gonna activate hatred nade you better kill me that turn because if you don't i'm getting all of my getting to use all of my back row again the following turn you feel me it's not that scary if you're not going to kill me right there the same thing with beatdown if you amass your board hit beatdown and you don't kill me i like you you better kill me that turn i'm not giving you another chance afterwards especially since now it's only once per duel i'm not giving you another chance and to me i feel like it's 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 a necessary not a necessary hit because it hits it impacts more than you think you feel me? A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, this hits Blue Eyes, this hits, um, what other decks use Beatdown? Dark Lords, it's gonna hit, but it also hits a lot of rogue strategies who just relied on Beatdown to get over the, the thresholds of attack. You feel me? Decks like Christrons, who not many people play, that haven't really been tiered, but they go into their synchros and then hit Beatdown so that they can hit the 2800 mark or the 3000 mark to be able to match, be matched up against these other meta decks and actually be able to compete alongside them because they are lacking in attack power. Thunder Dragons, Thunder Dragon Christians, or I've been playing Thunder Dragon Battery Man, that deck is dead now, you feel me? The highest attack they got is what, 2700? And that's only if you play Battery Man Charger and have two other Thunders alongside it. That's, that's already a brick in itself. No, that, it, that, like, you feel me? A lot of decks that you could have built. Maybe we've got a, a, a box that comes out with a couple of cards that can work to put up maybe one or two synchros or one or two big boss monsters on the field, but their attack power is rather hindered. There's literally no reason to build that deck anymore because beatdown won't even help it itself. That's where I want to talk about with this. This is such a big thing for attack thresholds. And attack thresholds are where the, you gotta like Keep in, well, you got to keep in mind when you're building a deck on your own to try to beat the meta. Yeah, you have to think about the strongest monster in all of these decks and what attack you have to be able to hit in order to beat over these monsters rather than just crashing with them all the time. If you don't have other forms of removal and battle is your only form of removal, this is highly critical. And I think that this is super important to consider beatdown getting nerfed to the ground is crazy it's almost unusable almost unusable i say almost because maybe there'll be an otk deck in the future that's still going to be able to abuse beatdown but right now i don't see it the next skill that got nerfed is light and dark now it just works like switcheroo pay a stack thousand life points and you can switch a light with a dark or a dark with a light from your hand still use twice per turn i mean twice per duel this is okay i mean 
just splash cosmic cyclones i'm pretty sure you heard a lot of people say that now just splash cosmic cyclones this kind of hurts for decks who cannot just splash cosmic cyclone into it like spell books don't really have the space to run cosmic cyclone but they use light and dark to switch between um alistair the invoker and silent magician so you can't really pay a, a stack in that deck you can't really just splash cosmic cyclone into that deck because everything in that deck is part of its own engine and how the deck works consistently but and also decks like cardians if you're still playing cardians light and dark helped you a lot in your consistency but now being able to pay a stack you can't really pay a stack in cardigans because every card you need has to be a cardian card or else it doesn't work with the cardian decks i mean the cardian effects so i'm not sure everything else i'm pretty sure they could just still play light and dark six ams who played light and dark they could probably still play light and dark there's a lot of space in that deck anyway because of the nerf to anishi and to dojo and further nerfs that we're going to talk about in this podcast they have the space to pay the stack for light and dark so they're still not that crazy um nerf i think light and dark was kind of necessary though so this one i'm okay with master of destiny now requires seven coin flip cards instead of five now a lot of people were like oh this deck is dead oh this makes it more bricky are you serious like really like do the counting on your fingers there's three copies of desperado right then they already ran a barrel, uh, barrel dragon or uh, twin barrel dragon, yeah, twin barrel dragon, right? That's four right there. They already ran a misjudge. That's five. Then you gotta make it to seven. Splashing a time wizard, splashing fiend comedian. There you go, seven. Hell, you can splash in photon blast, the card that's supposed to work with Desperado and increases the odds of coin flip effects. That seven is not that hard for that deck. All they have to do is find space for two other cards. That's it. Like it, like that doesn't hurt the deck at all. In fact, the deck is still fine. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's just three Desperados. I'm like, I don't know if it's individual coin flip cards, not 100% sure, but if it's individual coin flip cards, like three Desperado only count as one as Desperado, then I may be wrong. But three Desperado, hell, I think uh, Cup of Ace still counts as a coin flip card. So three Desperado, two Cup of Ace, that's five. Barrel Dragon, Temperance, that's seven. Then you have what, Time Wizard, Photon Blast, Fiends Comedian, they already have options. (laughs) It's not that hard. (laughs) You feel me? It's really not that hard. It doesn't nerf the deck that crazy. It's really not that bad. So this is not really that much of a nerf. I don't see it as that much of a nerf. We'll wait and see how next season is going to be with this nerf. Uh, if it changes the viability of the deck and so on and so forth. But for me, from what I'm thinking right now, it's not really that bad. We're still going to see this deck be like either tier 1 or tier 2 on the, the meta because it's still, it really isn't that nerf. Blessing of the Cyber Angel, dear jesus they needed this skill to work the way it works right now because it is so good right now it now includes cyber angel izana in the pool of cards that you can randomly select but it's no longer random anymore it allows the player to choose what they get instead of it being random it still comes at the cost of 2,000 life points which is okay because cyber angels are pretty strong so half your life points being gone in order to pick a cyber angel ritual I think that's A-O fucking K, dude. And it's a ritual monster. I'm pretty sure you can't get an extra copy of Machine Angel Richard. That'll be busted. But that's not bad with the deck. With the deck having access to um I think it's Machine Angel Blessing or something like that. I forget the name of the draw card. Draw two, put one back in the deck, tribute a, by um tributing a Cyber Angel card. Means that if you tribute Ben 10 with this, you draw two, put one back in the deck, Ben 10 effect to draw a specific card. From the deck to get the engine going that's not bad you feel me that's not bad at all i think that this deck is finally finally has the tools to come back into the meta and i do think that the meta is ready for cyber angels because when cyber angels ran loose last time the meta was slow as fuck 
people were putting up what one monster maybe two monsters on the field their first turn usually one monster and some back row and then cyber angels were putting two monsters maybe three monsters on the field getting rid of your opponent's monsters and going in for the game the, the meta was slow as shit and cyber angels was able to run through now that the meta is faster where you can put up one two monsters a monster having protection monster being able to have access to negate an engine like the parshat engine to shut down effects yeah cyber angels can come through and we probably wouldn't even bat an eye at it because we have so many ways to stop that deck at this point that i don't think cyber angels is too unhealthy for the meta right now i totally love the direction that this of uh, this skill is going being able to pick the card that you needed now what if you have that spell card to draw two put one back in the deck and you have this skill live you grab yourself a ben 10 and activate this effect and now you got your ball rolling because you're already behind in life points now you can actually get further into the game this is so needed for cyber angels and i'm happy that we got this next one future reserve roids i feel like there's no point in talking about this because nobody's playing roids nobody will play roids after this no <laughs> no there's no way i can see that this is going to be any type of effect uh, like any type of effective change you just gotta pay you have um 1500 life point cost to grab a random roid that's on a listed on wait i think it's listed on a fusion monster or you just grab a random roid monster i don't care <laughs> dragonic fusion is another skill that needed to get changed and this one actually worked really well there's 1500 life point cost instead of 1800 and now um you can actually add the dragon mirror from the great from the deck to the hand by um shuffling a card from your hand back into the deck this is really strong now i went and looked up the targets that you can summon off of dragonic fusion the ones that you may want to summon and i was thinking oh yeah red eyes um slash dragon but you're banishing a warrior which means there's not a warrior in the graveyard to equip to this to activate its effect and give you that negate so that may not be the good one but king dragon that's what you want especially summon a dragon from your hand no problem dragon monsters cannot be targeted by targeted by effects i believe it is fantastic it's uh, attack is trash 2400 attack but that's not why you're summoning this you're summoning this with the free special summon and the uh protection that it offers you that's it but i feel like that's the only really good target to summon there are probably other targets like uh super alloy beast raptinus i think that's the next good target but i think you need to banish dragon monsters and i don't think we have dragon gemini's but if you don't have to banish dragon monsters you just need to special summon a dragon type fusion monster super alloy beast may make gemini's kind of decent but i don't think that that's going to be that good I'll test it out next <laughs> next season and see what's what. But as of right now, I feel like the only good target is King Dragon. Uh, fusion Time and Master of Fusion just get you a poly from either outside of the deck or from your deck, I believe. Yeah. Like, just, I don't care for polymerization. Nobody's playing polymerization. There's not many decks, not many cards you want to summon off polymerization. We have other ways to get things out, like Magicalized Fusion, which doesn't use resources in your hand. It uses resources from the graveyard, which is the reason why it gets used to special summon Quintet Magician, or I've seen people use uh, Magicalized Fusion, I believe, to get Dark Calvary out. Um, it's a lot of uses for Magicalized Fusion and stuff like that. Other cards that people have been using is Ayatomias in, in Dark Magician decks, since they have ways to thin out their deck and get cards onto the field or into the graveyard they can get access to Ayatomias a little quicker and can summon out their dark paladins or um, amulet dragons or uh, dark calvary a little bit quicker and not using resources from the hand once again the main thing that makes poly not that useful in dual links is the fact that we have small hand sizes using polymerization plus a card on the field or in the hand to get one monster out means a lot of resources going into a fusion monster all the fusions that we're getting out either we're using the least amount least cost or the different resources like neo's fusion got a fusion out by sending cards from the deck to the graveyard you don't have to worry about your hand 
Um, Magical Ice Fusion uses the graveyard as your resources. You don't have to worry about your hand. That way, cards in your hand can still be impactful going further in the duel. You're not wasting too many resources. And uh, I'll talk about that more in the next podcast because I do have a fusion monster I want to talk about. But I'm not going to give too many spoilers about the next podcast, but it's going to be really, really fun to listen to. I, I had a lot of fun writing the notes down, but just keep it going. Next one is Master of Rights. This is a decent effect now, a decent skill now. Um, it has a, a thousand life point cost instead of 1800, means Cosmic Cyclone makes this effect pretty much free. You shuffle a card back into the deck from your hand during your draw phase. You can choose... Um, or to get a random ritual spell or a random ritual monster and can be used twice per duel. This is going to be okay if you for Cyber Angel, if you don't want to use Cyber Angel, like Blessing of a Cyber Angel, yeah, this can be okay, but it's random. I feel like it's a little bit better for Vendreds because Vendreds kind of needed a little help in consistency, but they do have the field spell Vendred Knights to help their consistency. This just helps a little bit more, but since they don't have access to Beatdown... Um, and there's not really any other good skills for Vendred. I feel like this may be a really good skill for Vendred. I may be wrong. They may not even use it, but I'm saying that I feel like it might be an effective skill for the deck. You feel me? There's a lot of skills that work for a deck and a deck should use it, but they just don't use it because there are other skills that may be better for said deck. You feel me? That's just how things work. And I think that... For Vendreds, they can actually utilize this skill and get away with it because their uh, ritual spells can summon from the graveyard. So you don't really matter if you draw a random ritual spell. Both of them are getting get you a resource from the either from the graveyard or from the hand. It doesn't really matter. You feel me? So I think that that'd be pretty good. Um, there. Talking about the monster cards moving around the forbidden limited list now. This is where the spice lays, dude. Moving to one, if Cyber Petite Angel, don't cry for it, because I'm going to talk about it, and the Sanctified Dark Lord. This is the trap that was in the gate for Dark Lords, and I have a bit of an issue with this, and it's not with it being going, going to one, it's the way Konami spoke about why it's put to one. They said that um, like it led to multiple negates in a turn, and so on so they pretty much like put it so like as if it's quote-unquote abused by dark lords i'm like don't you know how your own archetypes work like is this new to you that's what dark lords do their whole effect is to copy an effect of a card in the graveyard and shuffle it back into the deck do you not know how that works like why would you put this to one did you not play test the deck like, did you not think, hmm, they get to activate it on the field, it goes to the graveyard, and then get to activate it from the graveyard and put it back in the deck. That may be a little too strong. You didn't think of that? Like, that, 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 that's mind-boggling to me. Like, <laughs> insane why it took a ban list and us pretty much play-testing the deck for you to finally realize how Dark Lord work as the people who created the archetype in the first place. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a little, like, I'm sleeping on Konami's thought process, but when I'm looking at TCG videos where they talk to, the like, people who work in Konami and they're like, oh, this card isn't good in Duel Links. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they, you know, pay attention to Duel Links and pay attention to meta and understand what cards they put into Duel Links. If they can put out a product like Duel Devastator into the TCG, have Vermilion Tech Dragon, um, the Vermilion, Vermilion Mech Dragon in that box and tell TCG players that it's a good card to have in this box because it's good in Duel Links, which is the dumbest, dumbest explanation for a card being included in the TCG pack and in a TCG exclusive like product. You feel me? TCG exclusive meaning like we're not getting Duel Devastator in Duel Links in any way, shape, or form. So having a card that's good in Duel Links be put into the box just I don't know just blows my mind. But the fact that do they not know how their own archetype works? Like what? Cyber let's let's move on from that for a little bit. Cyber Petite Angel being put to one means that you can run two Dakini and one Cyber Petite Angel, which is fantastic. Maybe 
you don't want to do this because you want to run at least one copy of Machine Angel Ritual, well now you can run the Kini Machine Angel Ritual and a copy of Cyber Petite Angel, which is pretty good. I think that Machine Angel Ritual is still really strong. The protection from the graveyard is fantastic. The fact, the fact that you can utilize monsters that exceed the amount for your ritual is still fantastic because Machine Angel Absolute Ritual has to be the exact numbers. But because we have Cyber Petite Angel now at one means that we can use Cyber Petite Angel and Machine Angel Ritual to recycle it from the graveyard back into the deck or one of the um, ritual monsters from the graveyard back into the deck because now we have a level two alongside the level six rituals to use our level eight rituals, not only relying on Machine Angel Ritual shuffling back an Izana for a Dakini or shuffling back a Dakini for an Izana. I think that that's really, really strong. Don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe wrong with that. Maybe wrong with my thought process, but that is very, very strong. And now with the, the card that's like a draw card, if you tribute a Ben 10, draw two, put one card back in your deck, activate Ben 10's effect, search Cyber Petite Angel, summon Cyber Petite Angel, like, you feel me? Now we have a, like a working combo. Yeah, it's a one-of card in the deck, but that's the one-of we needed. That's the one-of we needed so that the deck can actually function a little bit better because yeah, you can play Senju's and get the, um, the rituals, uh, ritual monsters, but in order to use Machine Angel Ritual with the Senju, you have to either send two Senju's to get a level eight out because you're not using Senju's to get the level six out or you send the Senju's from the graveyard back into the deck, which means you have had to have put two Senju's somewhere. You see where I'm getting at with this? Where now we have a level two and a level six, we're going to be using the ritual monsters in some way, shape, or form. They're going to be hitting the graveyard or hitting the field. And this, the level two is going to be hitting the field or hitting the graveyard in some way, shape, or form. But now the level two and the level six are not awkward levels to go into the level eight. You see what I mean there? I'm thinking all around Machine Angel Absolute Ritual. And now I think the deck finally has like the little cogs in place to get it in motion. And like I said before... Cyber Angels are a little at the same pace as the rest of the meta right now. So I do think we're in a good place with Cyber Angels. Also, Dakini forces your opponent to get rid of a card. So if the only monster they have on the field is Invoke Coxus, which cannot be targeted or destroyed by card effects, it's not being targeted. It's Dakini is targeting your opponent, which they have to get rid of a monster. If they only have that invoked monster, it's getting sent to the graveyard. You feel me? And with um, access to three Edaton now, your Dakini can get super swole and then bust through its defenses because Dakini does piercing and gives all of your ritual monsters piercing. I think Cyber Angel's got what it takes. I'm, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm dreaming, but I think Cyber Angel's got what it takes. But let's move on to the level, the limit to twos. Um, Dark Contract, Neo's Fusion, and World Legacy Clash have been moved to limit two. Now, Neo's Fusion I saw from a mile away. In fact, I made fun of it on Twitter. I've mentioned it on the Duel Links subreddit a couple of times before. And, dude, I've mentioned it to people in real life. Neo's Fusion was such a good engine it made a lot of decks that were trash beforehand really playable hell it even made decks that were super playable even more easily playable and like decks like kawaki Merrill neos decks like cyber cyber dark neos anything slash neos was a good deck at one point in time as long as it worked with the stipulations of Neo Fusion, where you cannot special summon for the rest of the turn other than fusion monsters. Any deck that can work with that stipulation was a-okay with a Neos engine in it. Now the fact that we have Keeper of Dragon Magic that can search Neos Fusion, the deck got that much more consistent, and I saw it coming that Neos was going to get nerfed in some way, shape, or form. Now this is not that big of a nerf because Neos players usually only summon two brave Neos. Okay, I get that. But you are losing a copy of Neos Fusion. You are losing and you are playing a deck where it used to be six Neos Fusions and now it's down to five. In consistency, 
it's going to hurt a little bit. I made the mention on Twitter and in the Dueling subreddit that third Neo's fusion can be replaced with a Miracle Fusion because Keeper of Dragon Magic already searches a Miracle Fusion and it can banish the Neos that's already in the graveyard plus another card to get out that third copy of Brave Neos. Now I said this as a joke originally, but if you really needed to go into that third Neos, Miracle Fusion is not that bad. In fact, depending on the deck that you're playing, you could go Miracle Fusion into Elemental Hero The Shining, you could go Miracle Fusion into any of the Omni Heroes to be completely honest. The Omni Hero that works with your deck and still is pretty decent i think the shining will be the best one but um i think that that it, it can work there in some way shape or form it's not that optimal because the only reason why neo's fusion was being played is because it's a foolish burial of two cards from the deck most of the time and it had that additional protection miracle fusion offers none of that however it's one card that uses resources other than your hand to get a fusion monster out that can be really big. This more so will work in Neos based decks, but it's just something that people who played the Neos engine can look forward to splashing into their deck if they really need to, just because it can work. Also fusion tag for a, a, a Neospatian to get out either Glow, uh, Glow Neos or Aqua Neos can be an extra option, but I feel like that's a bit too much because fusion tag in any other scenario if you don't have keeper of dragon magic it's probably a brick so maybe don't run with that if you're not running like a neo space deck dark lord contact once again did you not know how the dark lord archetype works it on its own is not that bad it summons the monster in defense position so you can attack with the dark lord you just summoned from the graveyard Unless you're summoning super like Superbia because it will summon another monster that can be put in the attack position. This alongside beatdown means that you can always come back from the game. But did you not know that Dark Lords can shuffle them back into the deck and start special summon another monster under the field? Because like, if you known that, would you have not brought in Dark Lords? Would you not have given us this card? Because this this um reasoning of like, oh well. Dark Lords can summon a lot of big monsters in the field uh, at the, like uh, one turn. Duh! Like, did you not see how the deck played in the TCG? What are you... Like, you can't think about how the effects work? Did you not read your own cards? You feel me? Like... What? <laughs> it just made no sense to me. Oh my god, it made no sense to me that this card got uh, changed up like it did. And... That sucked. You feel me? Not it sucked. Like I played Dark Lords for a little bit. I had the deck. I finally got the deck. I knew it was gonna get nerfed in some way, shape, or form. So I'm not really mad at it. But I'm just like, do you not read your own cards? Like, <laughs> am I the only one? Are are we the players the only ones who read the cards? The last, uh, the other card put to two was World Legacy Clash. This card. I saw coming from a mile away. This card effectuated change the same way that Econ effectuated change back in the early, early days of Duel Links that caused it to be put to two. The same way Treasure's Trap Hole can swing games when you finally see it. This card can be activated in a damage step, which means that your opponent's monster that you just changed um, its, like, its attack, you reduce its attack, has no t attack target to attack, and thus its battle is ended. That is so strong. If your opponent has two monsters on the field, right, and you have one monster, you get to the battle phase. I mean, you get into the damage step, activate clash, banish your monster, um, target the monster that's not attacking, that hasn't attacked yet, reduce its attack. The monster that just attacked can't attack anymore because it has no attack target in the battle, in the damage step. So you already negated a, an attack technically. The other monster is now reduced down so it can't really attack and do any effective damage. That's two monsters that cannot do damage to you for the price of technically one card. Technically two cards because it requires you having a monster, but technically Clash is the one who did it on its own. That's fucking strong. If you did not see that Clash was going to be put in the same class as Econ and Treacherous Trap Hole from a mile away, I want to know what you were smoking and I want it too. 
because it was clear that this car was going to be hit either to one or to two in any way, shape, or form. It was going to end up on the Forbidden Unlimited list. I said it from the minute it got put in, it is far too strong of a card in duelings. And I'm not saying that it's like, I welcome change. I welcome new cards all the time. In fact, that was the whole purpose of my channel when I did YouTube, the whole purpose of my podcast when I talk about TCG product being put into duelings and so on and so forth. I love change. But this card was just a teensy weensy bit too strong for Duel Links at the moment. It was going to end up at 2. At 2, it's still not that bad. You feel me? It's not that bad. Put it at 2, it just means that you can't run Econ. You can't run Treacherous Trap Hole. Which means you cannot run this card alongside other cards that effectuate change the same, at the same level as it does. So decks are a little more tame, so to speak. But... I mean, I don't know. It just kind of sucks because at two, you don't see it as much as at three. And this is a card that you didn't mind seeing multiple copies in your hand because you just set them and you can still use them in some way, shape, or form. It's not like Neo's Fusion where you summon with Neo's Fusion and then, you know, the other Neo's Fusion is like, I'll wait till next turn to use it type of thing. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, I like Clash. Clash at two. I'll probably still use it. You feel me? I'll probably use Clash at 2 more than I use Econ at 2. Um, the, the cards that got brought to 3, my laptop just died, so <laughs> I don't remember all of them. But I do know um, Komashroom, not Komashroom, oh wow. Marshall Leaf got taken off the Forbidden List. Now that it's like unlimited completely. Uh, there was another card. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> my laptop died because... I record on my phone, so I can't really like search everything up alongside. So I had pulled up Duel Links Meta on my laptop. But let's just talk about Marsh Leaf at two because I feel like it's the most effective one that's coming off the ban list uh, that people were talking about. Let me I have to double check this, man. There has to be some way that I can double check this. Oh, okay. Sorry about this. Live edits. <laughs> Live edits. Uh, card coming to three. Oh, Destiny Hero Celestial and Samurai Skull. Wow, I'm dusted right now. Yeah, Destiny Hero Celestial, Samurai Skull, and Martial Leaf are coming to three. Celestial, I'm okay with. D Heroes was kind of lacking as far as the meta has been. It's a strong card. It requires you having no cards in your hand. Banish it and another Destiny Hero monster. Draw two cards. This can be splashed with a Neos engine, sending it straight to the graveyard, then continue to make your Destiny Hero plays, and then later on in the turn, draw extra cards. It isn't strong that strong now because D Heroes isn't that strong. I would like to see how this card is at three with the upcoming meta. I have not really much else to talk about it. The next card, Samurai Skull. Dude. <laughs> People were debating uh, when it came out, like, should we play this or should we play Kazuki? And then we all learned about the ignition effects and whether or not we like them or not through this card campaign compared to uh, Kazuki. This card is so good. And now that it's at three, I think we have a deck on the winners list that, like, totally would love this card at three right this card needed to come back it didn't like it didn't really change much being at two and it, it's not like it was that relevant afterwards because the deck that it supported vampires died out but with this card back at three whoo, i know what i'm trying out next next uh season Ooh, the most card that like that i the card that i've seen the most discussion on is um Sylvan Marshall Leaf. It's coming back to three. I believe this is the one that popped monsters on the field. And when it's uh, activated. And Sylvan, people were like, oh yeah, I get to play my Sylvans again. And I had a discussion on Twitter. And it was just more of a discussion where I mentioned that like, um, if Sylvans see a rise in the ladder, we're going to see a rise in Ancient Gears or people playing Armadis. And they got a little peppered along the way, but for the skinny of it, it was pretty much us going back and forth on like whether or not those cards are gonna be meta relevant. We'll see in the next meta. That discussion was very interesting. I do think though, I could kind of still stay in front of my uh, my roots. We always see the meta fluctuate to accommodate the stronger decks in the meta. You feel me? Uh, Six Sam got more control 
and started putting things in the back row that can effectuate change against decks that I struggled against. We see other decks that cannot compete against other uh, other strong decks. We see them incorporate ways to stop said decks. I feel like the strongest way to be able to do that with a deck is to uh, make it so that you have most of the access to be able to stop a deck. Sorry for like breaking up, but I'm trying to find the right words. Um, Ancient Gears, for lack of better words, shits all over Sylvans, right? Because I was I was brainstorming like how can Sylvans come back to the meta? It's so slow compared to every other deck that's in the meta right now. However, setting a Kamushuma is still really strong against decks that um cannot stop monster effects, especially after it gets flipped open the damage step. If you can't stop that, <laughs> good luck. You feel me? I feel like people will start playing if Sylvan see a rise and actually see a competitive rise and start becoming a, a set tier. People will start splashing in cards like um and uh, Forbidden Chalice, and if they can make Synchros, they'll make Armadis because it helps them deal with a competitive deck in the ladder, and it does not hurt the deck in the process dealing with everything else in the ladder. Um, and I mentioned. Ancient Gears because Ancient Gears already has ways of dealing with back row by playing Gear Town and then um, playing Double Cyclone, popping your opponent's back row and then popping their Ancient uh, their Gear Town to summon the Ancient Gear Reactor Dragon, which shuts off effects anyway when it's battling. So I do think that if Sylvans come back, that Ancient Gears are going to see a rise. They went from they're going to go from completely non-existent right now to at least somewhat some type of play because they handle a deck effectively like others like when um amazonas was a strong deck people started playing ancient gears a lot more because it turns off onslaught i feel like it's going to be that same thing and then once amazonas fell out ancient gears took the little bit of the back row um faded into the background what i mean and then more back row started playing ancient gears come out less back row started playing ancient gears fade away that's how that deck works that's how that deck has worked in our meta for a while. So I do feel like Ancient Gears will come back. I may be wrong. I also may be wrong that Sylvans won't even see competitive play because they're very, very slow. Who knows? Maybe due to the Parshath engine, we're just going to turn off Komashrumo's effect anyway. Who knows? Maybe through the cards that we got in our new, like uh, the Rose Dragons, I think White Rose Dragon and stuff like that. Maybe they, um, we're going to get Spore in the future and Sylvans can play Spore or something like that that can speed up the deck, add a synchro, synchro engine into the deck, find some way to excavate and so on and so forth. And Sylvans would be some type of fast paced, quote unquote, maybe something like Miracle Fertilizer and stuff like that would make the deck fast paced. But who knows once again like i really can't give you any other pointers other than we can see next month where sylvans go and how the meta adjusts to it i think that's the last card to mention it going to three mention sam's code all right so winners and losers in the ban list we're gonna start off with the winners desperado they really didn't get hurt at all none of their cards got limited at all their skill got to tell them, hey, you have to run two more coin flip cards, and they're like, I bet, you feel me? Desperado, when sent to the graveyard, already searches them, so it doesn't fucking matter. Temperance is a great card. Barrel, Twin Barrel Dragon, when summoned with the effect of Master of Destiny, is still a fantastic card. Time Wizard is an effective card. Misjudge is an effective card. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care it's not like it hurts them in any way shape or form it does not hurt the deck they still get to play um their pot of greed aka cup of ace it does not they do not care you feel me they do not care at all another winner in this uh this another winner in this ban list is cyber angels cyber angels got one of their cards finally moved from one place to the next so they can actually play their Dakini. Dakini was the card that made Cyber Angels pop. The level sixes let you search Dakini or let you get Dakini swole as fuck. Okay, Dakini recoups resources from the graveyard, tells your opponent to get rid of a monster, and 
applies piercing damage to the rest of the cyber angels on the field that's everything that cyber angels wanted to do cyber angels also got extra copies of eta 10 got another level 8 ritual in izana which is not that strong but paired up alongside the kini can be pretty decent um and a draw card which isn't really the strongest but allows them to go further into their deck and activate their machine angel i mean their cyber angel effects from the hand without having to put them on the field um having petite cyber petite angel a level two that lets you search cyber angel monsters from the deck or machine angel ritual from the deck is fantastic because being a level two alongside the level six synchros mean that when you eventually get into machine angel absolute ritual which can be searched when eta 10 hits the field means that you can send either eta 10 or cyber angel i mean cyber angel cyber petite angel sorry i'm fumbling over my words because i'm getting a little heated uh cyber petite angel back into the deck to special summon the level eight because they the deck running senju before which is probably still gonna run senju maybe just at two instead of three now um was a little clunky with machine angel absolute ritual so now we have a level two with the level sixes i really want to emphasis on that and put emphasis on that because the levels are so important when it comes to a ritual deck especially when they have a ritual spell that requires specific levels also we got what advanced ritual art which is another ritual spell card that can special summon the cyber angels anyway dude oh this they won so much especially with the skill that allows you to have an extra bikini through skill dude come on they won so much with this ban list dude they don't need beat down they already get strong through e to 10 dude <laughs> yo this uh cyber angels are, are one of the decks that i'm gonna try out so well another one vampires i mentioned it because sam sam skull is at three sam skull hits the field and immediately activates their effect which means that decks like that like cards like gazuki where it hits the field and then you have to activate the effect it gives your opponent the wiggle room to econ take it canarias what have you the minute sam skull hits the field it activates its effect you activate canaria i'm still milling a card to the graveyard i don't care what you're talk, talking about and you want to look at dark lords right dark lords were like pre-banlist they were like hey we're an architect that can search every card in the archetype and can have access to spot removal through desire and um get swole and attack for game cyber angels are, i mean not cyber angels sorry about that vampires are like hold my beard bro retainer and familiar access every card in the deck and we have access to spot removal through kingdom and grace grace milling a card from your opponent's deck and getting rid of one of their cards on the field and having access to vampire vamp which when it hits the field if your opponent controls a monster that's higher than 2000 attack it gives it the grand old suck and becomes a swole beast plus the field spell which gives your zombie monsters an additional 500 attack in the damage step which may hurt when you're facing the mirror match or facing against um vendreds right now but Ah, vampires used to OTK before we even had access to Dark Lords. They still have most of their cards now that they have Vamp back. They have all the cards to do it again. So, where's the issue there? <laughs> where's the issue there? The only thing that they have to worry about right now is finding a way to get rid of Invoke Toxis because that card is 1800 attack, so it's not big enough and i'm pretty sure vamp targets when it does that effect but like it's not big enough to get sucked up by vamp it can't it's 2900 defense meaning even with the field spell they can't attack over it it's just in an awkward position against that one card and if someone finds finds the spice to get rid of that card all vampires have to do is splash it into the deck where everything else is searchable already and bomb we good we real good in vamps so vamps and cyber angels are the two decks that i already have all the pieces to because they are older decks in the meta in duel links in the history of duel links they're older decks 
and I already have all the pieces too. I'm gonna be trying those two decks out now and when the next meta starts to see how they fare with their cards now taken off the ban list. I'm gonna be probably either thrilled or highly disappointed. Another winner from this art um from this ban list that people aren't really talking too much about because well it's already in the meta a lot is invoked. Invoked is just gonna be splashed into a lot of archetypes because a lot of people are gonna be like, oh man, my Neos fusion is gone, and hop on the next engine. Invoked is right there. Sure, two ultra rares from a box that you need to get more co multiple copies of Alistair the Invoker, but if you're running a deck that can search a lot of cards anyway, the only card that you're not searching is the one card engine, and ain't no problem with that. <laughs> you feel me? Ain't no problem with that and having access to a boss monster that can be summoned in defense position cannot be targeted or destroyed by card effects and can attack while in defense position has a very strong defensive body that not many people can get over that can win you games on its own on its own especially since beatdown is now reduced to one time per duel you could just sit on coxitus and just not care you feel me have no care in the world because you have access to the one card that your opponent cannot out. It's gonna take a lot for a lot of people to understand how to get rid of it. I'm still trying to figure out how to get rid of it, but when we do, then maybe the invoked engine is gonna find a little bit of a hit. But right now, it's right there, bro. It's right there. So let's talk about the losers. The losers from this ban list. Any deck that relied on beatdown, Looking at you, Hazy Flame. Now, yes, it's an OTK or bust deck anyway, but you cannot stall with Hazy Flame anymore. It's 1,900 beaters. Highest is like, what, 2,200? The rest of the meta can summon naturally 26 to 2,800 bodies on the field without the use of beatdown or other skills. I don't think Hazy Flame is going to even last as a rogue deck anymore. Maybe when we get Xyz, you can go to rank 6s, but right now, Hazy ain't doing shit anyway, but Hazy's not going to do shit for the, the foreseeable future. I'm sorry, YT Dan, I love your videos, Hazy Flame never miss, but the ban list just slapped them cheeks right now. Um, any other deck that relied on beatdown, the good thing is about, I'm thinking about, um, oh, what's this deck called? Christians. Gone. Straight up, poof. I want to say Dark Lords, but Dark Lords are a loser on their own. Any deck that needed to hit a threshold with beatdown, it just can't compete anymore, dude. It's going to take way too much for it to actually become competitive. And right now, I don't think it's going to be like any type of competitive anytime soon. Another loser, like I just said, Dark Lords. Dark Lords aren't dead they're just on crutches right now they're severely on crutches they've been experimented as a engine but i feel like as an engine they're just way too big of an engine the engine's what three banishment three eggshell three sanctified dark lord which they cannot run three anymore and three contract i mean contact that's 12 cards what kind of deck is only eight cards like that's the whole deck as an engine? What is this? Danger? It does not work that way. And Dark Lords require other Dark Lord cards in order to activate Dark Lord effects pretty much. When I say that, I mean Nash needs to discard two Dark Lord cards from your hand in order to special summon it. Ixchel needs to spend, send itself plus another Dark Lord card to draw two cards. Um, that's what I mean. Contact requires Dark Lord cards in the graveyard in order to special summon it. Dark Lords can play more Ukebek, but that's putting a shitty monster on the field in order to put things in the graveyard in order to get your deck moving. Dark Lords lost one copy of Contact and two copies of, of uh, Sanctified Dark Lord, which means three spots need to be filled alongside the other two cards that have been teched around like what? Um, we're seeing World Legacy Clash being put into the deck, Dark Illusion, the spell, the, the trap, the counter trap has been put into the deck. I've seen a couple of cards have been put into the deck, but now five cards that are floating around and what they're going to do in Dark Lords, 
feel like it's gonna that the deck's gonna be on crutches because there's gonna be times we're gonna draw Ixchel and some of the other cards that you cannot discard, or you're gonna summon you're gonna draw Nashton and no cards to discard alongside it, or maybe one card to discard alongside it, and you cannot effectuate a play. That's gonna hurt, bro. That's gonna hurt. Dark Lords. I'm hoping to see how the meta adjusts with Dark Lords, but as it is right now, it's gonna be pretty hard. Banishment is holding them by a thread. That's that that kind of sucks, bro. Um, who, who else are losers on this ban list? I really don't feel like there's many other losers on this ban list because it was like, hey, Dark Lords, the ban game. Everything else was like, yeah, we'll move cards into places that you needed them. That's it. Like, people who depended on World Legacy Clash. Anybody, pretty much. But namely, you can say Six Sam. But I don't really feel like Six Sam lost on his ban list. Because, yeah, they lost a copy of Clash. But they can play any other trap or spell card anyway. They lost copies of Econ alongside. Because Clash is at 2. They cannot play Clash. And multiple copies of Clash and Econ. And Tretch. But... The deck already had dual wield. They can play copies of Drowning. They can play copies of Floodgate, Trap Hole, and Canadia. It's not like the deck is really dead. You feel me? It's not like the deck is severely hindered. So that's my take on the ban list. I knew that this was going to be a chunky podcast. This is why I had to split it from next week's podcast. I still have all that information sitting on the side. What I'm looking forward to using after this ban list, I'm going to be playing the shit out of Cyber Angels and the shit out of Vampires and see how they fare in the meta. Oh, another winner on the, the ban list is Vendreds. Vendreds can actually make a move in the meta right now. Maybe, maybe not. I've played a couple Vendred players and it's been fucking strong, but maybe they've been strong because I've been playing shitty decks. I've been trying to play Battery Man, Thunder Dragon. Right now, the deck sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the deck sucks, but hey, to those 20 Vendred players that are trying to see their play in the meta, right now is your time to experiment and see how you match up against these archetypes, because they're going to be coming next season, and you might as well go into next season fully prepared and aware of what these decks do to yours and how you play against it. I'm looking forward to that. With that being said... Get out of my head already. Get out. Get out.